Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. And there's going to be no messing around today. We're going to get straight into it because this is a serious topic which needs putting in its place right now. But before we do that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. They are, of course, italki. They've been keeping the lights on over here for over three years. I love them to death. Great people, great company. Uh, they are italki is where you can find teachers, conversation partners, tutors, whatever you need to help you practice your target language. Italki is the place to go to do that. It's where I get my language lessons, as do many, many listeners of the podcast. And you can get $10 of free credit to get started by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. That's iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, then I'm going to play today's question. Hold on to your hats. Hey, Ollie, how's it going? This is William again. Bonjour encore. Um, so I've been learning Spanish. No habla bien español, pero estoy aprendiendo. And I've also been uh, learning some Hindi and some other stuff like that. Um, always trying to learn different languages. And I've run into a few instances where people of my same American nationality and identification, for all intents and purposes, kind of questioned me on learning Spanish and also Hindi. Um, based on me being an American and also based on our current cultural climate um, and the idea of cultural appropriation and is it appropriate to be learning these languages and, you know, in these early stages of the language, it almost, I don't want to sound like I'm making a mockery of the language, you know, by my accent or anything like that. And I've, I've run into this a few times where people kind of question me on this. And I wonder if you've ever run into this learning um, Asian languages or learning other languages that don't reflect your cultural heritage and how you rectify that. A second part of the question, um, I've also had bits and pieces of learning other languages that I have kind of developed negative connotations with and other languages that I don't really speak anymore due to maybe um, a past relationship, for example, um, ended and it kind of brings up uh, memories of sadness sometimes when I speak that language because my main identification with that language was um, the person that I used to date. And I also have some other experiences through being young and speaking other languages that I grew up with, um, different Northern European languages that I that I just don't identify with anymore based on negative experiences when I was young. So I know it's kind of a lot to unpack there. Maybe you can kind of put this into one question. You don't necessarily have to play this recording, um, but however you'd like to put it, maybe it would be an interesting topic. Uh, thanks again, Ollie. Right. Okay. Now, I feel like I have a duty on this podcast to kind of treat different topics uh, respectfully, um, impartially, uh, to, you know, weigh up the both sides of the argument and just to generally, you know, do a, a, a good job of trying to understand different people's points of view. 
But I have to say that when it comes to cultural appropriation, I have no time whatsoever for that. It is, I, I, I think it is, well, I was going to say, it is the end point of a political climate in which everything, that you know, all the rules are going out the window. Um, but I, I fear that actually it is not an end point. It's not where we've arrived. It's just one point along the way. And I think things are going to get a lot worse before they start to get better. So I really struggle to even think about this topic with any sort of sense of charity towards the, 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 the other side of the argument here, because at the core, the idea that learning somebody else's language is cultural appropriation, thereby being disrespectful and, and wrong. Um, I, I just think that even the, the entire notion of this is just patently ridiculous and we shouldn't even, we shouldn't even give it any airtime, but whatever, this is, this is the world we live in, right? So I guess we should, we should talk about it. So let's define our terms before we, uh, before we go any further and uh, before, we, uh, before, before I put my foot in it. So cultural appropriation, this is from Wikipedia, is the adoption of elements of one culture by members of another culture. This can be controversial when members of a dominant culture appropriate from disadvantaged minority cultures. Cultural appropriation is considered harmful by many and to be a violation of the collective intellectual property rights of the originating minority cultures, notably indigenous cultures and those living under colonial rule. Often unavoidable when multiple cultures come together, cultural appropriation can include using other cultures' cultural and religious traditions, fashion, symbols, language, and music. And now I think this is the interesting paragraph here. According to critics of the practice, Cultural appropriation differs from acculturation, assimilation, or cultural exchange in that this appropriation is a form of colonialism. Cultural elements are copied from a minority culture by members of a dominant culture, and these elements are used outside their original cultural context, sometimes even against the expressly stated wishes of members of the originating culture. Okay, so the, the, it, this is a political narrative. And it's the idea that it, that it, it's an extension of the, of the criticism of colonialism. So in other words, if we were going to put this very simply, me being British, because we have uh, colonized large parts of the world in the past, I have no right to um, to borrow, use, or in, other way, in any way benefit from cultural elements of the of colonies, such as, for example, India, um, because we have forcefully taken these colonies in the past. So now that we have a kind of working definition of cultural appropriation, where to go with it from there, right? Well, I, I, I really thought when I was preparing this episode, I really thought that I could either, that basically doing this, this whole thing justice would require me to basically write and read out an essay um, in order to get a kind of, to really think this through. And, and I wasn't prepared to take the time <laughs> to do that on this topic. So I think I'm just going to talk off the cuff here and give you my uh, just a few a few thoughts on this. And I think the first thing to say is that on the face of it, uh, you know, a statement like that is not unreasonable. The world is a nasty place. Some nasty things have happened. And the dominant powers today in the world are often dominant because of, uh, you know, questionable practices in the past, whether that's colonialism, whether it's slavery. I mean, you know, we, we people have a lot to answer for in history, right? I mean, and there's no getting away from that. Nobody would would deny that kind of thing. 
So the idea of cultural appropriation on the face of it, really, it comes from a good place. I mean, I'm very, very sympathetic to to minority cultures. Let's call them the the oppressed to to keep the the narrative here from this definition of cultural appropriation. Uh, I'm very, very sympathetic to people who who are from that background and especially those who grow up in a in a Western country. Because I think many people like me, so many kind of, you know, white British people living in the UK, really have no understanding of what it's like to be ethnically Chinese or Indian or 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 whatever growing up in this country and the kind of low level things that they have to put up with on a daily basis. Whether that's people who have grown up here speak English as their mother tongue, but still walk into a shop and someone will ask them if they speak English. Whether that is just the way that the, a waiter in a restaurant will look at them or the order. The, I don't know. There are a lot of things. And I think it's, it's, I think it is a very well-intentioned thing to, 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 to raise awareness of this and highlight the fact that the experience of being, for example, in my case, you know, a white, middle-class British guy living in the UK, that, that my experience of life, the way that I see the world, is nothing like the experience of um, groups of people that, like, like those who I mentioned earlier. I think that is very, very important. It's very valid. It's very relevant. And us as language learners, you, uh, you and me and everybody listening to this podcast who, who takes an interest in, lang- in languages can understand and appreciate so me personally, I, I am absolutely prepared to grant that people in many people in my situation will have a very, uh, very one sided view of the world and will probably do things on a very regular basis that are very that will be seen as offensive and disrespectful by people in minority cultures. I will grant that. Absolutely. But what is happening is the more radical sides of our society now are taking this basic concept and then using it as a kind of to to sweep across all aspects of our culture and so that anybody who even takes an interest in other cultures is now somehow appropriating their culture and acting in an immoral way to the extent that William here who wants to learn Hindi or Spanish or whatever and is is acting immorally because and this is how the, the line goes you know, you in your in your privileged American situation, for your own amusement, are exploiting Indian people and their cultural, uh, what do you say, their cultural property, their their cultural history, to learn the language for your own amusement, and it's, that is seen as a, as a as a negative thing. And this is so. This is the extreme side of it. Other, I mean, this happens across society, right? So other examples that I've seen recently are a girl who wore a Chinese. Uh, an American, white American girl who wore a Chinese dress to her prom in the US got pilloried on social media for that. Uh, there's a chef here in the UK called Jamie Oliver who um, he either he something like he created this recipe this, was it was it jerk chicken recipe or something like that? But he got but he kind of got part of it. He, he changed some of the ingredients and then that was seen as disrespectful to the. That was called cultural appropriation because he's you know this English chef has taken a, a Jamaican jerk chicken recipe and he's changed some of the ingredients to make it more his own more to his own taste and so that is wrong uh, you know, th- there are abundant examples of this uh, across society but let's focus on languages because this is the this is the case in point 
Intentions matter. Intentions matter. This is, for me, I think the most important. For so many of these type of uh, social justice discussions, if you actually take the time to think through the intent of the person who is acting, this can solve so many of the problems. Now, I mean, an example that Sam Harris often gives is that imagine that you're in a crowded train and then somebody steps on your foot. Now that causes you pain. Someone has infringed on your personal space. It's an undesirable thing. It's not nice for you. It causes you pain, right? Now, if that person then turns around and says, oh, I'm so sorry, I just lost my balance. I didn't mean to do it. That would be the end of it. You wouldn't even think of berating them for it. It's just it's just a simple, you know, they, they had no intention of stepping on your foot. Now, if on the other hand, they stepped on your foot and then turned around and to you and said, well, you know, I stepped on your foot because it was too too far over to my side of the aisle. I don't know. They intended to step on your foot. That's a very, very different discussion. The exact same act, the exact same thing has happened, but the intent of the person is entirely different and your reaction would justifiably be very different. And so what is William's intention in learning Spanish or Hindi? Is it to misappropriate the cultures of uh, is it to misappropriate other cultures for his own amusement and his own um, his own gratification? Well, I guess to a certain extent, you could say yes. I mean, all language learning has an element of that. Whenever we learn anybody's language, I mean, it, we do it for our own personal development. So I guess it's hard to deny that there is an element of that. But much more importantly, William takes an interest in those cultures, in those people. Now, the question, if someone... Would, if someone ever has the the temerity to to, to criticise you for learning some for learning another language, the simple question has to be: Do you think it's desirable that we try to understand other people and other cultures? Do you think it's desirable? Is the world is it a better world we live in when William has a greater understanding of Indian people? through a study of their culture and language. Is that a better world than if William sits at home in complete ignorance of, of those people, of those cultures? And obviously, the, the, the answer can only be no. I mean, obviously, the world is a better place when we understand each other. And when we obviously, when we can see the world through another language, that is the ultimate gesture in terms of trying to understand another person's language or culture. And of course, as a listener to this podcast, this is self-evident. I, it, it's it, it's really incredible that I I am kind of sitting here having to having to say that learning other languages is a good thing for the world. With all the divisions that we have, you know, the, the world is more connected than ever, but it doesn't feel that way, right? We're connected to anybody on any side of the planet, but yet and yet we are more fragmented than ever. We need a world with greater understanding and language has to be a part of that. Because if not, if you don't grant that, then what are you saying? Are you saying that everybody has to learn English? Because if you are, then that doesn't sound a whole lot better than colonialism to me. Are you really going to force people around the world to learn our language, my language, because I'm not allowed to learn theirs? I mean, the whole thing is is completely ridiculous. And again, intentions matter. It's it's difficult for me to imagine actually a scenario where I'm just learning somebody else's language for my own personal gain. I mean, it's conceivable that that uh, you know, I, for my job, I need to learn, I need to learn Hindi. You know, and if I do, I'll get a pay rise. But even then, is that really cultural? Is that really misappropriation of a of a culture? How is that any different from 
a person in India learning English for their own career? Well, there's only one answer to that question. That is, that is the political response. That is, well, because you are the ex-colonial powers, you no longer have any right to do anything. And if you take that viewpoint, then, then me, I, Ollie, have no right to go and learn other people's languages across the world. I have no right probably to be doing... I am probably the worst case of all, like me sitting here teaching other people how to learn languages. I mean, I am the purveyor of all things wrong, right? I am the, the bastion of cultural appropriation. And so if that is your argument, if that's your standing point, then we have... That, that's your starting point, sorry. Then we have nothing to talk about. There's nowhere we can go from here in terms of a sensible conversation. Intentions matter. So whatever you're doing... If you are doing it because you, you the, your intentions are genuinely good, and by good I mean improving cross-cultural communication, making an effort to genuinely understand other people, to communicate with those people. If, you're in t- if those are your intentions, then you are doing a good thing. And do not stop. Do not let anybody tell you that you should stop doing those things. Now, of course, you need to be sensitive and aware. And an imp- a very important part of learning a language is learning about other people's culture. And, you know, I have to say, actually, sometimes I'm surprised. We've had questions on the podcast before when people ask, is it important, if you're learning another language, is it important to learn about the culture of that language? And for, like, for me, that is that is an equally sort of, uh, I find myself in, equally incredulous at, at that kind of question because, well, what are you doing? If, you, if you're just learning, how can you learn? I don't even understand how you can learn a language without learning about someone else's culture. But why would you not want to? I mean, I, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, saying anything in another language. I mean, imagine saying, imagine learning, for those of you who speak Japanese, for example, imagine learning Japanese and not understanding the cultural nuances of the words yes and no. Very basic, right? For an English speaker, yes and no are very simple concepts. Not the same in Japanese. Saying no in Japanese is not the same as saying no in English. And, and so understanding why not is uh, a is a question of cultural literacy. So you cannot divorce the question of, of learning the culture and learning the language. They are the same thing. So I think it's critically important that when we learn other languages, we do our, our utmost to learn about the culture of the people whose language we're learning. That, again, this for me is is self-evident. Now, um, I, I, I'm willing, I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm definitely willing to, to, to consider the idea that I have big blind spots here. I mean, I learn language, I, I've traveled to a lot of places, I've lived in a lot of countries, I've learned a lot of languages. Now, I guess that would make me subject to this kind of critique. You know, here is this privileged white guy traveling the world, amusing himself, you know, for his own benefit. And I've seen these kind of criticisms before. I've seen these online. There are people who will, who will, you know, um, call people like me neo-colonialists because we are just taking advantage of our own, of our, of our own privileged situation to, to, you know, to, and then using the, using other countries as, as, as our playground and, and, and all this kind of nonsense. I've seen this and, and it's, there, you'd be surprised how many people, um, believe this and how many people will, well, I don't know whether they, honestly, when people say this kind of stuff, I don't know whether they genuinely believe it. I think it's far more likely that they, that it's virtue signaling. I think it's far more likely that people are, people say this kind of stuff because they, they because it's just, the height of trendiness at the moment to make these kind of points 
And I think this kind of stuff only seems to exist on social media. I mean, I cannot imagine anybody saying something like that to my face unless they are completely deranged. It's the kind of thing where you can say on that you can say on social media because it makes you look good. It earns you sort of social status points in the eyes of your in the eyes of your friends. But I've never. The thing is, one of the things I wanted to ask you, William, is whether you've run into this on the internet or or in real life, because I've never. The idea of somebody saying something like that to me, that me learning other people's languages is is cultural appropriation. In saying that to me face to face is just it's inconscionable. I can't imagine it could possibly happen. But but the thing is, I you know I I do I know that people are different. People do things for different motives, and you know I do live in a bubble. I live in a privileged bubble here in London, of course, um, in the metropolitan liberal elite. That would have to be me. Uh, I confess. So there may well be um, big blind spots here that I'm not seeing and I'm, I'm willing to and I'm willing to hear people out on that if these if these kind of criticisms come from a place of good intentions if they are well-meaning if they if it's to score kind of cheap political points then I'm not interested but uh, I'm, I'm definitely willing to have these these blind spots to have some sunlight shone on the on these blind spots for me but ultimately for me it comes down to this do you want people in the west to make an effort to understand other cultures or not it's a binary choice. Do you do you think it's a good thing that William takes the time and the interest to learn about other cultures, to learn about India, to learn about whichever uh, Spanish-speaking culture he happens to be interested in? Surely we want that. We want this two-way exchange of information. It can't just be the the It can't just be the case that. The oppressed have to learn the language of the oppressors in order to. I mean, th- that's just like totally counterintuitive. It makes no sense. Surely, you know, a- according to if we follow this political narrative to its logical conclusion, nobody should be learning English anymore, and we should all be learning the languages of the oppressed. And hey, I- I'd be pretty happy with that. But you seem to be telling us that we can't do that. You seem to be telling us that we cannot learn that the- to learn other people's languages is cultural appropriation. And William, I am. I- I'm really sorry that you have people telling you that i think it's a terrible thing and simply what i would say is those people who tell you that kind of stuff just don't engage with them they're not being honest they're not being sincere they're not being charitable they are assuming the worst motives and to be honest i don't even think that they are thinking when people say things like that to you it has got much more to do with them than it does with you what, what is going on in their mind when they say things like this is how can I make myself look better in the eyes of my peers, most likely online. And so when you have people interacting with you with those kind of intentions, it is not worth your time. It is better to simply smile and walk away and go and talk to somebody else. That is the world we live in. And uh, that is my view on the topic. Now, being the privileged white guy that I am sitting here in my metropolitan liberal elite bubble in London, I am completely prepared to... Uh, be proven wrong on this or at least to be challenged on this absolutely i i happen to think that this particular arm of the sort of social justice debate is uh, you know among the most silly but i i like to learn i like to be challenged so i'd like to issue an open invitation to anybody listening to this who would like to have a discussion on this who would like to debate me on this um who would like to challenge me on some of the things that i've said to come onto the podcast and we'll have a conversation which we will record and then release on the podcast. 
So like I say, open invitation. If you feel that you have a lot to say on this and uh, you can tell me why I'm wrong, then uh, I'd like to talk to you. It would be fun. Uh, so if you would like to take me up on that, drop me an email to ollie at iwillteachyoualanguage.com. That's ollie, O-L-L-Y, at iwillteachyoualanguage.com. And then please tell me in one paragraph or less why you think I'm wrong, what would be your main argument against me, and then if I like what you've written, if uh, if I think you're, you're coming at this from uh, from uh, from an honest place, then I'll invite you to have a, a conversation uh, on the podcast. The only reason I do that is because, you know, the trouble with these kind of topics is that too often the conversations are simply not honest. They are they're people just who are more interested in making political points um, than they are in actually exploring the issue. So I want you to, 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 to write that paragraph so that I can just do a, uh, a quick filter on the quality of the conversation that we'd actually have. So there we go. Open invitation to you. If you, uh, if you'd like to talk to me about it, I, I can think of a couple of people who might take me up on this. So I'm interested to see what, uh, what's going to come back on that. All right. We've gone on a bit too long today. Ollie's got a bit exercised. So William, thank you for your question. Best of luck. I know I didn't answer the second half of it. Um, That's something for another day, I think. Uh, Thanks for listening, and I'll see you back in the next episode of the I Will Teach You a Language podcast for some more cultural misappropriation. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you do enjoy the podcast, then you're going to love some of the email courses that I've created. These are completely free email courses which are written specifically for different languages and different levels. I've spent years writing these things, so whether you are an intermediate Spanish learner or a French beginner or Japanese advanced, whatever it may be, I've got email courses that give you some of my best tips for learning those languages at different levels. So whether you're struggling with how to get started, whether you want to know how to understand native speakers when they're talking really quickly at you, whether you want to get better at learning grammar, I've got stuff for you that I send out completely free over email. If you'd like to get these tips, then please go to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash tips. That's iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll get them sent out to you right away.